Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. Welcome to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We wish you could have been with us in Sugar Hill, Georgia this past weekend. We were at Church on the Hill with our friends Jeff and Gay Coleman. And uh, shout out to the two of you. Thanks so much for being in our Soul Shepherding community and for having us at your church. So fun to train your leaders, all your small group leaders in Journey of the Soul and to share with your people and your church services uh, beginning the sermon series on Journey of the Soul. And gosh, just great, great people there in Sugar Hill, Georgia, and just felt so welcomed. And it was a fun time, wasn't it, Christy? It was really grateful for just the opportunity to once again see God's people and the church at work, the Bride of Christ, so beautiful and so glorious and such an honor just to get to be a part of that. After the service yesterday, Bill, a woman came up and said, thank you. Thank you for your message. You really ministered to me this morning. And then she said, and especially your joy. And it kind of caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. And I shared with you last night when we got home and we were kind of processing our peaks of the weekend, that that was a peak. And then I shared with you that it, as I'd reflected on it some more, I think that what struck me was that I realized that, well, I wasn't trying to minister joy. Like I didn't I didn't even think to ask God that I would be a minister of joy or that I would be joyful or that I would be an ambassador of his joy or any of that. I wasn't conscious of trying to be joyful. And so I was praising him and I was thinking, well, Lord, that's the fruit of your spirit Mm -hmm. in me. That's just you. You have given me a lot to be joyful in. And I I am so joyful in the opportunity of sharing the message he's given me, sharing his kingdom. And being with his people and in his church. And so it, it just came naturally, but it was so natural that I was unconscious of it. It was a flowing out of you uh, in part because of your, your training in the ways of grace and in spiritual formation in Christ. And so the joy of Jesus was in you and flowing out of you. And I guess me too. And that was the first thing I thought about when you shared this with me. Is like, well, I was remembering back when I was nicknamed Eeyore. <laughs> <laughs> everybody on my staff in those days in the church I was uh, serving as spiritual formation pastor. Everybody on our staff uh, had a Winnie the Pooh character name, and I was named Eeyore. Uh, grumpy, sees the problems, uh, but, but witty. <laughs> I didn't really like being Eeyore. So I guess I got to be Tigger this weekend yeah. in church. Yeah. Yeah, well, you you've got a lot of Tigger in you, Bill. I more than Eeyore, so I think, and I think a lot of people think of Eeyore as being affectionate too, being cuddly and safe. I think that there's some positive things there in Eeyore too. <laughs> I did a whole training program. This is something that we teach in our Soul Shepherding Institute. We call it a, a VIM plan for vision, intention, means. But it's a training program for being with Jesus to become more like Him. And we coach you in picking a specific area in your life where God is leading you to change. And one of the VIM plans with a rhythm of life that I did was around being a more thankful and joyful person. And staying with that program for uh, weeks and months and even years made did make a big difference for me. And mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, there is more of the joy of the Lord. And so yes. this podcast, we're talking about returning to joy Wait, wait, I want to go back to that, though. You're, 
it did make a big difference to training that you did in that. But the training that you did wasn't that just you tried to be joyful. And so you've been more joyful. That, that's not what this was. This was that you, you arranged your rhythm of life and your spiritual disciplines around some things that enabled you to receive more joy from the Lord by focusing your mind on specific scriptures, by practicing intentions and disciplines such as singing songs in the shower every morning, memorizing scriptures that focused on joy. You, you pointed your, your spiritual disciplines and training, and it resulted in the fruit of more joy in your life. It's not like you just tried harder to have joy. Right, like we teach in Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke book, uh, Don't Just Try, Train. So that's what I was doing. I wasn't just trying, I was training. So another example of the training was uh, reading the Gospels, watching, listening to the Gospels, and just appreciating the joy of Jesus. And we have this uh, idea of Jesus as the man of sorrows, and many art portraits of Jesus have shown this. And he is a man of sorrows. Isaiah 53, other places in Scripture, Jesus weeps, he grieves, he, he goes through suffering, his passion, he's suffering. But he's also a man of joy. And so there are a lot of places in Scripture where G we see Jesus' humor, we see his smile, we see his, his warmth and his playfulness. Uh, with the children and uh, other situations, and Jesus is very much a man of joy. And so I, in my Bible, I marked a smiley face every place where Jesus was joyful or, or funny or uh, telling a joke or being happy or playful or, or doing something unusual like uh, having Peter c catch a, a fish and find a coin in the fish's mouth and so many things like this, uh, surprises that he, in his parables, have surprises in him that sometimes make us uh, laugh or get our attention in a fun way. And so, yeah, absorbing the joy of Jesus is something. It doesn't happen just by trying. It happens by, by training. And, and so, but part of this is the idea that we return to joy. And so that's, that's what we've titled this podcast. And as we're broadcasting this during Holy Week, and so this is a week where we're especially mindful uh, and celebrating the cross of Jesus and with Palm Sunday and then into uh, Good Friday and Easter. We're tracking with Jesus, and, and many of us have been doing that during the season of Lent. And But even if you're listening to this podcast at a different time of year, the, the cross of Jesus is the, the center point of Christianity, and it is the gateway into the kingdom of God and uh, the life that flows to us from the heavens. And so... This life of Jesus and his cross, it can seem like it's all suffering and sorrow and abuse and injustice if we don't see that even through all that is the, the love and joy and peace of Jesus. And so we read that for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross in Hebrews 12. And I was meditating on that just even this morning on my run, the uh, reciting the verses of Hebrews 12, the opening there. And so how do we how do we find joy that mingles in with sorrow and stress and frustration and anxiety and the other negative emotions that we experience? Well, part of it is that we need to learn how to return to joy. And Jesus did this. We see this because we, we've been talking about ways we see in Scripture that Jesus was joyful and full of joy. But 
we also see other emotions that Jesus experienced, emotions like anger and frustration and even some impatience with the disciples. And uh, he experienced anxiety in, in the garden, grief. He experienced stress. He experienced negative emotions too, but he returned to joy. And you were mentioning his bill as you and I were talking this morning because we had a joyful weekend and that joy overflowed and even sustained us through some non-joyful experiences with traveling home and the difficulties that come with traveling, especially from East Coast to West Coast and from the busiest airport in America or in the world, Atlanta, to one of the busiest, LAX, and all the different shuttles and trains and flights and I don't know, we went on so many different forms of transportation and you know hours it takes a whole day but the, the joy remained with us but then this morning Satan came and tried to steal it all and we were tempted with a lot of stress and a lot of frustration a lot of desolation uh, grief again with having you know grieving the loss of Ted our beloved brother-in-law and just lots of negative emotions just kind of hit us I was I was snippy with you, which I'm sorry for, and apologize again for that. Yeah, it's just uh, different uh, situations. We have to catch up on work, and yeah, well, uh, and I was reactive when you were snippy <laughs> because we were both under a lot of stress and temptation. So it was we were processing that this morning. I said I need to return to joy, and so we were talking about that because this is something that we have gotten a vision for that we can return to joy when, when we've lost it. When we've lost our ways, when we're facing difficult circumstances and trials and losses. I was complaining because my food just tastes absolutely horrible to me still from COVID. And so I'm having trouble getting the nutrition I needed. And I was realizing I need to return to joy. I need to, I need to count my blessings. I need to be grateful. I can eat. Even though it tastes bad, even though there's a lot of loss, I I don't deny a loss. I was processing and I was sharing it. You were empathizing with me and I was receiving that. That's part of returning the joy too, is receiving your empathy and your care that you were holding that grief with me and hearing me and letting me limit it. And that enabled me also to be able to realize, well, there's still a lot here for me to be grateful for. One that you would be with me in it and be empathetic and, and contain that and let me lament, but also that I can eat. <laughs> Even if I've lost the enjoyment. Yeah, so let's just make before. sure that that we're all understanding this. So when you're talking about returning to joy, Christy, you're not just talking about putting a happy face on. No, I'm you're not, not talking about, about just be, be be positive, think positive mm -hmm. thoughts, or or even like just start being grateful, count all your blessings. Uh, no, the first thing that you're doing is you're actually lamenting, you're grieving, you're you're, you're being sad. Uh, seven months, not having a good taste. Uh, what you do taste, a lot of times tastes like poop, and it's just yeah, like awful. Really you're just like forcing yourself to eat. There's no good flavors in your food. And so you're sad about this, and you're frustrated about this, and you feel impatient about it. So you're confessing yeah. these emotions to me as part of your process. And that, that, does, that, doesn't, that part doesn't sound like returning to joy. Right. And a lot of us, if, if we think about keeping a positive attitude mm -hmm. and being joyful, we don't think about... Well, to be genuine and consistent with that and to really be in the reality of the fruit of the spirit of joy, we need to be honest about other emotions and experiences that are not joyful that we're struggling with. Yes. 
Yeah, and we did that over some other frustrations we were having with some administrative things with our ministry and disappointments we were feeling that things weren't going the way that we'd hoped. And we were disappointed in some people that we'd hoped would, you know, be able to help us with it. And um, we were processing and grieving that too. And and even doing a little bit of problem solving, although mostly just staying in some of the, the processing of the lament, the disappointment, but still finding strength in our in our lament and then praying together to be able to return to joy with hope to persevere to to keep to keep on with the good work of the ministry even though it's hard and and we run into these problems these disappointments these frustrations so one of the things that's confusing about returning to joy is just really even just understanding joy because i think that we tend to think of it like it's this emotion, maybe a deep emotion, maybe a spiritual emotion. We might contrast it with happiness and say happiness is circumstantial and joy is like really deep. And there's something true about that, that there is something sustainable and life-giving and godly about joy. It's a fruit of the spirit. And yet there is a caveat to that, that, well, joy has some happiness in it too. (laughs) But there's an an important point here that joy is not only an emotion, it's an attitude. Uh, it's uh, it's like a bodily disposition. It's it has to do with how we're relating to God to other people. So there's like this uh, social relational bonding aspect of joy, and and then there is uh, habits that we can cultivate around how we think and where we we put our minds and feelings and the training that we do, like we were just talking about, where we can actually train to be more more thankful and joyful, and a practice of emotional health where we would be emotionally honest about all of our experiences and that we would seek empathy from the Lord and from safe people. And so all this stuff is mixed in with the experience of joy. And so when we read that for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross, it's like, okay, so there's something very deep and complex going on here that even in the midst of the worst physical and spiritual suffering that any human being has ever gone through, there is this wellspring of joy for Jesus. Not that he's continuously feeling gobs of happiness. Uh, that would not be true, of course. But we can, we can have more than one feeling accessible to us, or we, we can move sort of between emotional states where they're, they're affecting us. And so even as Jesus was suffering, he, he was in the presence of his Abba Father, and he was sustained by the Holy Spirit, and there were angels ministering to him, and he was benefiting from years and decades of training uh, in his love for God and his love for people and his ability to have peace in trials and his ability to bless the one that curses him and, and do that happily, even easily and routinely, because because he is finding refuge in the love and the loving presence of his Father. And so joy is accessible to Jesus, sustaining him through his cross journey and the anguish and all of the the, the pain that he's going through. Yeah, and I'm so thankful for that. You've helped me to understand and access and connect with Jesus in these ways more through the unforsaken book and just spending time and those stations of the cross and those prayers and interaction with Jesus journeying there. But then also you mentioned as we were talking earlier about how 
Jesus returned to joy and how we see that in the Matthew 11 passage where he's pronouncing woes upon Sidon and Tyre. And then it says abruptly, Jesus broke into prayer. Thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. And we see him return to joy out Mm -hmm. of this prayer. And, And then in his ministry, when he was pronouncing the woes, I don't think he was doing that in joy. <laughs> I think he was feeling some other emotions there. And I don't think he just repressed them, but he just, he did what he, what he, what he tells us to do. He turned back into the kingdom and mm-hmm. to the, the bonding with his father mm-hmm. and it lo- lifted his face to his father's face. And thank you, father. And this is right. a father son operation coming out of father son intimacies. He, he's, communicating there about the intimacy, the connection, the bond. He's saying, but I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm willing to go over it line by line with you if you're willing to listen. So now this is the message translation that you use in the Easy Yoke book that I'm talking about. And it's just so helpful because he's showing us there how to do it. Yeah. And so you're speaking about Jesus' focus and his emphasis there in Matthew 11 and that he, of course, never leaves the kingdom of God. So when he's frustrated, when he's angry, he's still in the kingdom of God. Uh, but he shifts his focus to be in a, a more uh, gentle and joyful dimension of the kingdom of God. And we probably also would say, well, it's not that when he's frustrated uh, and pronouncing the woes that he is like unjoyful or contrary to joy. It's like that's just not the, the dominant attitude and emotion uh, at that time and so in that sense he's he's returning to joy and that's where we want to be that we always have accessible to us the the holy spirit the spirit of joy that lives in our bodies our bodies are temple of the holy spirit and so there is always this fountain of joy that that's in there that we can attend to and uh, be nourished by and so jesus pivots in his emphasis and in his focus to, to move from the agitated uh, pronouncements of judgment that was was important. It was truth, and the people needed that, and they needed to hear that. Uh, but then he, he focuses attention on the people that are right in front of him and brings just so much uh, joy and grace and peace and blessing to those people. So, yeah, it's a great example that Jesus experiences stress. He experiences conflict and frustration and people sinning against him and his ministry not succeeding the way he maybe would have wanted it to at that point in time. And so he's, he's dealing with that, and he's able to return his focus into the joy of the Lord. Well, and it seems like that Jesus, for the joy set before him, entered the cross, that that, that remembering the coming joy, the hope, would be another word I would use for that, enabled him to endure. And I think that it's... It's helpful for us too, even even as the waves of grief come for us as we grieve the passing of Ted, as we grieve, as I grieve, you know, the loss with my bad taste that I have, that even as those grief waves come, I let myself feel the grief. I don't try to stop the grief and deny it, deny the negative emotion. I let myself feel it, but I remember that it's not all of my reality all the time. It helps me to remember it's a wave. It's a season. It's this isn't forever. That helps me too. But it's not just a denial and a repressing of the negative. Right, it's the and same pretending thing. to be happy. 
Same thing in Philippians 4. Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. What he's saying is return to joy. Return to joy in the Lord. I'll say it again, return to joy. That's what rejoice means. It means return to joy. And then, then he goes on to talk about anxiety, which is a very misunderstood verse, Philippians 4, 6. He says, do not be anxious. And a lot of us stop there as though Paul is saying, well, just deny your anxious feelings. And if you're feeling anxiety, it's like a sin. And that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is in situations when you're, you're stressed or struggling or anxious, don't just stay in that. Talk to God about how you feel. Pray, pray about these things. Uh, and elsewhere, the scripture teaches us, find, find somebody safe, a, a, a relationship with a, a trusted person, a love one another relationship, and be honest about what, what's going on and, and seek support and, and, and prayer. Uh, so he, and then he teaches us to be grateful to see the good that God is doing in the situation. And so uh, that's another great example of the intermingling, in this case of joy and anxiety, that they're, they're not like necessarily contradictory. They can flow together. Uh, it's natural that we would have anxious feelings in situations that are stressful or uh, fearful. And if we will deal with that in a healthy way with faith in God, then we don't, we don't get uh, stuck in anxiety in a way that it's uh, defining us and taking over our personality and inhibiting us from uh, the joy of the Lord and from loving other people. So friends, we want to pray for you in this Holy Week as you have the opportunity to reflect on Jesus and his life, his love for you and his, for the joy set before him of you, he endured the cross that you also would be able to experience his presence with you now. And so, Jesus, we do ask that you would minister your very presence, your very life to each one in this week, in their temptations, their struggles, their grief, their pains, their frustrations, your empathy for them, that they would see you loving them, caring for them, containing their pain, And then that through that, they would have their joy restored in your love for them and the bonding and the intimacy that they have in you, that they would find strength, Lord, to hope and to move into rejoicing with gratitude for all that you have for them and all that you are to them. And we praise you and we celebrate you and the life that we have because of you and in you. Amen. To help you benefit even more from Soul Talks, we put together show notes for every podcast episode that includes a transcript of the podcast and links to any resources that we mentioned. So check out the show notes that go with this podcast and hope that you'll find even more encouragement there. Thanks for following Jesus with us. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 